I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff. Uh, just, just, just realized that uh, all of the all of the intros that I um I thought of were for a different subject. <laughs> uh, but that's well, we'll just cycle through those until we find one that fits. I mean, they're kind of specific. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was well, gonna... we'll go through each of them and then process of elimination. The listener will know what we're talking about because there'll only be one thing left. <laughs> Because because that's that's what I prepared. I prepared an infinite number of intros, an infinite minus one number of intros. Right. Uh, no, it's going to be a long long episode. Settle in, everybody. As everybody knows, as everybody knows that we record on Sundays, uh, the Sundays before we release on Tuesdays, uh, because we have mm-hmm. no ability to uh, maintain a proper schedule that doesn't right. involve us having immediate turnaround uh listen we've tried they're called deadlines <laughs> they're called deadlines and you know what you do everything right before <laughs> exactly exactly you edit at work the day before it gets to be released <laughs> yeah well i mean like oh i bring up the fact that it's sunday because i am still in my pajamas i am in a hoodie and you know, it's it's reminiscent of the days when I would be at my friend's house because obviously I didn't have cable. Uh, right. I believe I brought this up before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just didn't have cable, but I'd be at my friend's house and we'd be watching. I've never understood Saturday morning cartoons. I never watched cartoons on Saturday mornings. I only watched them on Sunday mornings. Or do they record all the Saturday morning cartoons for you, or did you watch Sunday morning cartoons? I watch Sunday morning cartoons, but I oh, think I, see. I think Sunday morning cartoons were just the were just like the the reruns, the bad Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> no, I think that they were just the reruns of the Saturday morning cartoons. So, like, instead of getting like the new episode of Avatar, you would get like an episode of Avatar Avatar that was from like two seasons back. In a th- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, or they you'd get like some like weird. Like the same kind of garbage that they would put, like as their like filler programming. That was Sunday mornings for me. It was the filler arcs of all of the Saturday morning TV shows. That's ex- exactly what it was. Like Ned's declassified entire show is nothing but filler arcs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the kind of thing you would watch on Sunday. That I would watch on Sunday. Mm-hmm. One thing though that I I never really watched, but my brother watched a ton of. Mm-hmm. Because he also watched, like, Johnny Bravo and Courage the Cowardly Dog. I don't know how. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. What, you don't know how he got access to them? Yeah, because I didn't have access to them. And <laughs> and my brother is quite a few years my elder, so I was a small child unknowing that there was a... I mean, a... maybe your folks saw the negative influence Johnny Bravo was having on your brother <laughs> and decided to cut cable right off. I mean, that's... That's not, that's maybe not incorrect, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but very committal, uh, committal stance there. Uh, but yeah, so mm-hmm. he used to watch Dexter's Laboratory mm-hmm. and, and that's this week's, uh, that's this week's episode. It was, um, that was a long walk, a little rambling. Yeah, no, we, we finally found the dog underneath that shaggy dog story. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, like, well, the, the reason I bring it up is because the only reason it occurred to me that we could do this as a like this episode occurred to me like two hours ago 
<laughs> right. And it only occurred to me because I am, it's, you know, 2.30 on a Sunday, I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> the only amount of clothes I've changed since I woke up was I put on wool socks because <laughs> I am cold. Because your tootsies were cold. Yes. <laughs> And it, it very much feels like this is like a day when I would be like, yeah, I'm not, this is a day I'm not going to do anything. This is going to be the best day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what today came And, and then like. you remembered we had to record a podcast. <laughs> and then I remember we had to record a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Also, I need to go to Walmart and pick up an immersion blender uh, mm. and nail polish. But other than for that. For the immersion blender. For the immersion, yeah. Well, because it's got to be really shiny. I like my, I like all of my utensils nice and shiny. Uh, <laughs> right. That's why I have uh, nail polish all the time. Right. Anyway. The logical reason. The logical reason. Yeah, because you want, you want things to be sparkly and nicely colored. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sick of this. Every appliance is going to be white. White just gets dirty. It just gets smattered with food stuff. If you, if you... So instead, you put some glitter on it, you don't see any of the dirty. No, no, it's just too bright. All, all of my all of my kitchen appliances are bedazzled. Like a jean jacket from the early 90s. Is that why you, you tell me to avert my gaze anytime I, like, come near your kitchen? Yeah, it'll, it'll burn your retinas. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> they are all, like, if you haven't realized this, uh, listener, uh, the bedazzle beads are all conical lenses that will focus light. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, so Dasher's Laboratory. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it was a uh, it was a cartoon series from the from the mid nineties. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was like ninety four to ninety six or something like that. Uh, that was about a, uh, a a small child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about a small child, and I'm also realizing we could have also just done Jimmy Neutron because that would essentially have been the same exact <laughs> show, right? Uh, and that one I have I have more more references for. Uh, mm. But anyway, Dexter's Lab. I mean, we can pivot. <laughs> no, I mean I won't stop you. Listen, listen, listen. I've already had to sacrifice two hours of my time to just booting up this number of tabs in Chrome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, we're doing this uh it's it's sunk fa- cost fallacy is alive and well in my mind anyway i mean it just leaves open for more content it's not sunk cost yet that's true that's true maybe if we can't find enough content in this episode we'll be like oh and we com- we totally meant to uh <laughs> do jimmy neutron as well <laughs> they're, right. they're the same uh <laughs> Anyway, so this is a, a, a Cartoon Network show, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes. Uh, where you had a small child, uh, and he was a genius. He had a laboratory. He invented things. Mm-hmm. And um, he had an older sister who was an idiot and who would destroy his inventions. Right. And then he, they would just get into, you know, mishaps. You know? Just comical sibling spats in a super laboratory exactly exactly jeff it's almost like you've seen the show before it's incredible yeah uh, right <laughs> crazy in fact this is probably like the perfect this is probably like perfectly positioned for your childhood of realizing <laughs> <laughs> as you are just enough older than me i think to have 
probably watched this mm-hmm. and, and been conscious. Well, we'll find out. I guess we Together. will. This will be our journey. So I, <laughs> oh, wait, give me a second. I've got to turn my headphones around so that my uh, my mic stops hitting my pop filter. It's very annoying. <laughs> so now my mic is just sticking out of the back of my head. Anyway. And you'd think there'd be like a, a better solution for that, huh? Well, I mean, I can't remove the mic from the headphones without like doing some... Ripping it <laughs> out of your headphones. Yeah, yeah, without, you know, cutting the wires that go to the mic in my headphones. <laughs> uh, so, here we go. First, first thing. We're going to do Dexter's Laboratory. We're going to stick to inventions and not the weird things that happen ex- okay. extraordinarily. Um, right. Uh, so let's start off with uh, an easy one. You know, it's kind of familiar territory for us. It is called the Animal Atomizer. Okay. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. You know, a, a, an atomizer exists. Like, that's not a new invention. In fact, that is a that is a, uh, a device that just makes very small droplets. <laughs> uh-huh. And when you put the word animal in front of it, it kind of seems like... <laughs> You're turning animals into very small droplets. Yes, yeah, exactly. But that's not what this is. Uh, this is a a machine that can turn people into different kinds of animals. All right. And that is literally, that is the <laughs> description for this device. I know it seems crazy, but it, it is. Huh. Okay, so it it's just a- turns people into, animal, like, do the people retain their, like, intelligence and, like, people brain they do they're they're people them yes yes (laughs) and it seems like you don't have to go back to a human after being hit with this i'm assuming it's a ray i think it's a ray the the actual device is just kind of like a remote control with a big red button on it Mm -hmm. so i'm also a little confused as to how you choose what animal you turn into huh i mean maybe it's just set to random this is this is bringing back this is bringing back the uh, the God Sphere idea we had from uh, Bionicles. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Where it's just chooses a random new thing for this <laughs> object to be. Yeah. So so how so so it's it's got to be it's random. I like that idea. I like the fact that it has mm-hmm. no control over what it can turn you into. But how do we mm-hmm. think it is it is turning you into that thing? Um, that is a good question. Um, where Jeff do we reckon and think? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's why I'm speaking in a circle uh, (laughs) until I come up with something. Um, I I got it's 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 uh you've almost got like a like a hamster wheel (laughs) way of thinking of like powering your thought. Like you need like these tautologies to just create circular energy. And that powers your your uh, your brain to go new places, greater and, and right. Well, heights. I mean, I also don't know how much you edit the podcast because I am not a fan of it. Um, <laughs> I do hate it. I so, think it is absolutely horrible. So I don't know if you edit out all of my garbage like this. Uh, and just cut to the good stuff, or if I need to fill in content for well, us while we think. Well, it matters, Jeff. It matters how late am I remembering that I have to edit the podcast? <laughs> is it is it four o'clock on Monday night? 
Is it four o'clock on Sunday night? <laughs> Who knows? So it's it's kind of uh, it's probably a fifty fifty shot you have of me actually going through and cleaning up the podcast, or me being like, you know what? I'll just remove the silences, remove the noise, and it'll be fine. <laughs> right. Um. So are we thinking it rearranges people? I mean, it's an atomizer, so it's got to rearrange like per atom. I would imagine. So is it just like? swapping out people parts for animal parts and it works like a star trek people, teleporter people parts for animal parts and it, and it's just moving so fast that it's you know faster than the frame rate of the human eye yeah um, or is it like converting all of the like you know i guess probably the dna even to like hmm. make it as though they were that animal so like he, initially here's the thing about changing their dna um uh-huh. i don't think that that would be instantaneous you know because because like right. the, well no continue i'll would, pick it apart to, in a second you'd have to generate all the new proteins that would make up that creature so so it, it would take you like seven years to become the new creature <laughs> that's what i'm saying well yeah and that's what i'm thinking i was thinking in terms of like it swaps everything everything like it gives you the new set of animal parts and also the dna to go along with it to like you know continue existing as that animal as opposed to like having cancers in form of people tissue i like that idea i like that idea because it seems like they're not i know they are i was gonna say it seems like they're only doing vertebrates but they do do a spider i said mm. do do <laughs> you did you snuck it in there it you got it past me this one time yeah we're gonna have to take that clean comedy um, for that, not, not for the swear word. Put an I, explicit tag on there. Not for the two swear words I've missed in you know fifty episodes. It's gonna be that be saying doo doo. <laughs> and yes, I do know where those swear words are because people have told me where they are, and I've just been too lazy to fix them. Well, I mean, you know, every episode gets one, right? That's the rule. Yeah, and none of our none of our swear words are particularly bad. I mean, they're like you know. They're your mundane swear words. Yeah, that we're we're shouting into our mics right now, but it's being removed by Simon editing later on. <laughs> Good job editing, Simon. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> that was a, that was a pretty good meta joke, if I say so myself. Because <laughs> we weren't saying anything. I'm eating a pickle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, pickle is your choice of uh i know i couldn't have chosen of like (laughs) mid podcast snack listen i already drank all the pickle juice in the pickle jar and then i realized well i (laughs) know you have to burn through these pickles now because now their preservative has gone away right so it was a mistake i'm sorry oh god i got pickle (laughs) juice on my nose (laughs) okay sorry yeah i i like this i like this idea i uh, you're so you think that there it's just like uh, it's just like removing out like cell by cell humans with uh with uh animal cells mm-hmm. so yeah. so um how does it work how how does it work if the animals <laughs> I thought you were gonna stop there how's it work <laughs> <laughs> just as how does it work jeff <laughs> i was more wondering how does it work if the animal's larger or smaller does it, um so does it just like do like just like hmm. top down 
you know, and then like in the middle of the, does this mean that in the middle of the printing, I'm going to say, of like the, the animal, if like you're printing a rhino, mm-hmm. you have like a decent amount of mass of rhino that is just unconnected to any other rhino. <laughs> Kind of like a yeah, I think maybe like there's a the the stock animal like preserved in jars or something. Yeah, obviously. that are just like being line replaced. Uh, yeah, it, when it, when someone gets animal atomized. Yeah, it's really just like a um, like a compression algorithm for all animals. Mm-hmm. So probably like the stuff that like occurs in most animals or most mammals, um, you know, you can be like, okay, it, it this is going to be for everything. You're going to make this kind of sell, um, right? Yeah, I like it. I think it works. I don't know. I don't know how the animal animizer does it from afar. Um, do we think it's just it's lasers? Uh, or five G? Five G. Oh, there you go. Uh, That's it. Yeah, five G. It brings you uh, global pandemics and the ability to. <laughs> <laughs> reset everyone's genetic and body codes to that of various animals. Uh, yeah, and that's why they need to make it to, to have such a high transfer speed, you know? Exactly. Because that's, 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 that is the height <laughs> of the 5G transfer speed. It can transfer the entire genetic code of a completely different creature into you near instantaneously so you don't realize it. Uh, yep. So the thing I'm thinking of is... I, I'm seeing a couple of issues with this, and I did not realize that this was going to be such a fruitful discussion. <laughs> but, so, I, I'm thinking, like, if it builds you from the ground up, then it can, like, mm-hmm. it can create, like, a sticky, like, a, like a, almost like a 3D printing, but, like, at an angle. So, like, it's just mm-hmm. it's just firing cells, and they're sticking to the to the cells underneath it. Um, right. Like, uh, almost like an electron gun for, like, the CRTs. Is kind of what I'm thinking, like where they mm, fire. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue I have with that, though, is that if if we're assuming that you're keeping your brain, you're keeping your humanness. Mm-hmm. How? Like, like you can't, you can't, like. <laughs> how do you make that brain fit in a spider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or say a chihuahua or an elephant. Ah, uh, hmm. That is a good question. Um. Do you think that the animal that you are replaced with is just kind of, like, remotely controlled with, like, your brain that gets swapped out to somewhere in the animizing process? I I like that idea better than what I was going to say, which was that um, your brain gets fit into all the interstitial parts of the creature. I was thinking that, too, <laughs> though. <laughs> like, that was my first thought, also. It's like, yeah, I mean, if you have a bigger creature, that's simple. You just don't give it the larger brain. You just give it the human brain and, you know, fill in the goo mm-hmm. around it. But if it's a smaller right. creature, I mean, but you couldn't do it with, like, a, uh, like a spider or an ant. I think that's too small. I like mm-hmm. your idea better that instead mm-hmm. of that instead of uh, it, it replacing or keeping the brain, it stores your, your brain consciousness. Uh, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of re- builds like a faux brain that is connected to your own brain, but is the right, right. size and shape for the creature. Mm-hmm. And then also allows you to get around uh, problems like if you're an invertebrate, you have like a completely different set of uh, neurotransmitters than what would be in right. a, a yeah. vertebrate brain. All right. I'm liking it. We did it. We got this. Yeah. Your 3D printing well, that stuff. That was easy. It was easy. Yeah. <laughs> 3D printing stuff, some 5G, 
and you're good to go. Exactly. Uh, well, uh... <laughs> you're like halfway through picking it apart, I, though, aren't you? Oh, I was halfway through. I was looking at, um, I'm I'm looking at other inventions, and I'm like, what is it? What is it I want to to go into? Oh yeah, you have probably a lot of options. I for sure do. I'm gonna go with this next one because I think it'll, I think it'll work. This is these are called the ant pants. Okay. Are they pants made out of ants? Uh, no. I so I thought that they oh. were gonna do something with that name. Like, is this like got like are they trying to annoy Dee Dee with like filling her pants with literal ants? Uh, right. Like, no, it, it seems that it's like uh, it's just a single layer of pun. The episode is about ants, and so they were like, "Well, ant pants." And they rhyme. Right. It's a slogan. Slogan cliche euphemism. <laughs> I metaphor not sure if it's any of those yet. <laughs> Analogy. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. So in this, in this, this invention is, uh, it's a ant suit that you wear. Uh, okay. That has four ant legs and then your own two arms. So you have the same oh, limbs okay. of an ant. That is far less interesting than I was hoping it would be. What do you think it was going to be? I was hoping that it was a suit made out of ants. <laughs> no, yeah. See, again, name implies that. Nope, didn't happen. It's uh, it's a hmm. suit for ants, and then when it is combined with a shrink ray, it allows you to communicate to to enter and then communicate with an ant colony. Okay. Uh, so so we I guess there's kind of two things here. One is the is the communication level with ants. Um, mm-hmm. and the other one is, uh, well, it's a shrink ray. How? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of... <laughs> it's your standard run-of-the-mill shrink ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would imagine for communication-wise, the suit has pheromones cooked into it. Just baked like, right in. Yeah, and for whatever, like, you're trying to say, you're, like, interfaced with a computer and the suit will push out whatever pheromones it needs to communicate what you're trying to say okay okay uh so do you think that is there an issue with like you know obviously i'm a human being i have complex thought like i i understand humor because i understand that you know when i'm feeling fearful but there isn't an actual like fear there i have a very complicated response to that to to trick my body into being like no you shouldn't be afraid of that (laughs) Right. Well, we all know that uh, only uh, harvester ants experience anxiety like humans do. <laughs> only um, harvester But aside from that, um, you know, I think, like, the the suit would just, like, as part of it, it's picking up your brainwaves, whatever you're saying, and translating it however best it can. Okay. Okay. And so, and Okay. Does it also seem like maybe it's, um, I do think that it's like a cutoff, like if, if you're anxious or something, it's something that's too complex that it might cause an issue with the ants. It might just not send out that pheromone. Yeah, I just won't say yeah. that, yeah. Because, like, there isn't a way to convey that. Well, you don't say that. For ants you, to understand. You smell that. That's how that would work. Right, In right. In ant culture, the phrase, smell you later, is literal. <laughs> People don't do that? Have I misunderstood <laughs> how to greet people this whole time, Simon? Uh, I mean, I enjoy it. 
but it is a little weird at times. Okay. Huh. <laughs> weird. Yeah. So uh, and now we have the so we're we're going to assume that the technology used to communicate uh, is purposefully designed to shrink. Like you know that you know that mm-hmm. spacecraft spacecraft stealth craft that is supersonic and so it's built with all like it's built ill fill ill fitting so that when the heat oh yeah of the movement heats up mm-hmm. the parts they expand into place. It would yeah. I would think of this ant technology as being the opposite of that. So like it's meant to be it probably doesn't work so great and in full size but when you shrink it down you get like super conduction and things like that because you're really packing mm-hmm. those atoms next to each other right here's the thing okay how does a shrink mm-hmm. rate, rate work uh well it makes things smaller i i i think i have a solution to this and i just all right I came well up that's with good it. because i had nothing i came up with it while i was talking because i was like superconductors. yeah those are you can I, see it works <laughs> just keep talking you'll find something <laughs> yeah it's a little hamster wheel because uh, <laughs> if you think about it, if if you're able to to freeze something at a low enough temperature, eventually the the object doesn't have enough um, energy to keep the atoms apart. They start collapsing in on on themselves. Uh, I believe it's called a Bose-Einstein condensate. Um, what I'm thinking is, what if they have like a like the near zero Kelvin, like very low mm-hmm. low energy. Um, and so their atoms are in the process of just collapsing in on themselves, and they're kind of held in that, like, metastable state. But Okay, so you just blast someone with a ray that does that? Well, here's the thing. I think, I think what's happening here is um, I think the, uh, the energy, instead of being removed like you would have in, like, a freeze ray, obviously, or a refrigerator... Mm-hmm. Uh, Instead, what you have is you have like an energy pathway. Uh, so like your the the suit you're in uh, collects like uh, like a, a very innocuous radiation, so like radio waves, um, mm-hmm. and the, it uses that to keep you alive, right? Uh, like it uses that to keep your body from dying because you're at you know 0.4 Kelvin or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, it, but it also emits radio waves back at whatever the shrink ray originally is so like there's like this transfer where it's like this delicate balance between what will kill the person and what will keep them very small okay um yeah i and i i think that that i think that that works because that's the issue i'm having is that if you're gonna be free if you're gonna freeze people don't live in the vacuum of space (laughs) (laughs) um i love that people don't freeze well (laughs) yeah yeah uh (laughs) Freeze dryers are not meant for people. Unless you're trying to kill them. And then they probably do work well for people. Perfect for people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I guess that could work. So, it like, the suit definitely facilitates the success of shrinking a person. Oh, yeah. And keeping them alive. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't and, just... Yeah, I like, I like that that is is part of it because otherwise you're just doing a murder <laughs> oh you did a murder dexter murder suicide <laughs> you and your sister uh um, i like that too i also think that we're really playing into like the atom and ant-man and literally mm-hmm. every superhero that ever shrinks in size needs a suit right to withstand that whatever magic that happens okay i like it i like it so um next invention 
this is a, an invention. This is Dexter's most powerful invention. Uh, okay. It is called the Neurotomic Protocore. Again, these are meaningless words. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you might want to unpack that a little bit because it means nothing. <laughs> yeah, because protocore would mean it was an early core, right? Right. And neurotomic would be a combination, I'm assuming, of of brain, neuro, mm-hmm. and tomic, which I think is... I don't... It's not a suffix, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is meaningless. I mean, well, I guess we'll have to figure out, like, what is it aside from, like, is it a thing that you drink... Yeah, I want to see... What do you think it is? <laughs> uh, I mean... Well, and that's the thing. Like, Neurotonic. Like, alright, so classic snake oil. Got tomic. It, easy. T-O-M-I-C. Tomic? Yeah, like, uh, atomic. But that's, is that a word? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I entirely misunderstood. Yeah, if it well, was Well, that first one is nothing. <laughs> Protocore is, like, an early, like build of whatever core they were working with <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is the beta beta core uh or this is yeah. pre pre beta core this is protocore uh <laughs> protocore sounds like it would be like uh like a style of music <laughs> yeah uh so so here's what it what it actually is uh it is a core a, a power source um okay that when harnessed properly uh, with good intentions and a, and set to a positive energy emission, uh, it can grant high intelligence through its centralized neurotomin information. Through it doesn't make any sense. Okay, no, it doesn't. I, again, I, I I'm reading off of the fan wiki um, for Dexter's Laboratory, so mm-hmm. sentence structure becomes iffy. Uh, <laughs> it it's true to the source material. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Teletronic matter manipulation allows those who harness the energy to materialize objects out of thin air. The energy wave it emits can enrich the environment to a near utopian state. Uh, however, if used with evil intentions and negative energy emission, it twists the users' minds, granting them near infinite inte- intellect while draining away both intelligence on all others who are hit by its energy waves and the life of the surrounding environment. So it is like a vibes machine. If you feed it good vibes, it amplifies them. If you feed them bad vibes, it amplifies those as well. Is yeah. that what I'm getting? Uh, yeah, it's very similar to the um, uh, My Little Pony uh, power system of, mm-hmm. of friendship. Right. Yeah. Oh, my computer went to sleep. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's, yeah. Don't need that. Uh, yeah, so... Um, hmm. So... Mm-hmm. What if what if it's like this? Uh, I'm looking at the word protocore, okay, and, right. and I'm thinking I'm thinking like you know you could interpret proto as the simplest form of something. Um, okay, so like think like languages you have like the the proto uh, Eurasian whatever, um, which is the constructed language. <laughs> That was constructed uh-huh. out of all all current existing languages that come out of Europe, uh, Asia, and and North Africa. Um, mm-hmm. So the and when I so 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 when I'm thinking protocore, maybe it's like the 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 
earliest, simplest form of energy, right? Like, it's that, it's it's below, like, it's you, you got atoms, you got some atomic particles, you've got quarks, quarks. you've mm-hmm. got uh, 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 strings <clears throat> of energy, and then you've got, you know, the thing beneath that, and that's what proto-core is. It's the earliest base material. Okay. Uh, I don't... See where I'm going with this? Know <laughs> how that would affect so whatever it's doing. So what I'm saying is 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 maybe the earliest, and, and I'm not a subatomic physicist, uh, but maybe could have fooled me, Simon. I know, right? With all of my knowledge, <laughs> I have of uh, <laughs> maybe at the end of this, I'll tell you my very very good uh, particle physics pickup line. Um, <laughs> Okay, we'll save that for the after hours listen, episode. Listen, I've been through a lot of college and a lot of schooling, and I get bored very easily. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get bored very easily, and a lot of subatomic particles try to hit on you. Well, I'm trying to hit on sub- subatomic particles. I mean, ah, I see those guys. <laughs> anyway. We don't need to get into my um, specific predilections. <laughs> predilections is better than fetishes. <laughs> uh, okay, so so I'm thinking that. So what if the base form of energy is just like good or bad vibes? Like just like a, a one or a negative one in terms of energy. Like almost like. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Namcha, I'm saying that, yeah. bro? Mm-hmm. Uh, I get you there. So, so maybe that's what Dexter has harnessed. He's harnessed a a pure form of this solid energy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's like the the combination, almost as if the world is in binary uh, of of like how many good or bad vibes a thing has. Um, mm-hmm. That is that is uh, it's it makes up those energy systems and then those energy systems make up the you know particle systems then larger particle systems come out of that right until you get the macroscopic world uh obviously you have like huskies that whine when their uh owners when they exist ever yeah when their owners talk to them those are obviously made out of uh just good energy and then right um, you know, those times when you, uh, you find out that what you thought was going to be like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe hundred dollar fix to your car, uh, turns out your car is total, then you got to get a new car. That's obviously <laughs> the negative, uh, the, the, the negative world. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure there's people out there saying, well, there are worse things in the world, um, than having your uh, car get totaled <laughs> but not in simon's world happening right now it sounds like. yeah well listen <laughs> i get really attached to uh my car uh, mm-hmm. so there you go <laughs> yeah um so okay yeah so i am with you where it kind of is this like fundamental positive negative vibes kind of like engine i guess um and touching on it's like whatever the user inputs in it is what it like amplifies and outputs yeah um yeah like that makes sense to me like it just takes whatever that input is and like 
harmonizes with it and amplifies those vibes. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you get the good, bad vibes. Uh, I guess the mm-hmm. thing we gotta do is, um, how does it do things like materialize objects or uh... amplify your intelligence? Um, hmm. Does it only amplify the intelligence like with one of the two binary options? I guess because there's only good and bad vibes. So here's the thing. Uh, it amplifies your intelligence more if you're in the bad intentions it is less if you're in the good intentions so Hmm. but what if it's this okay i think i have an idea um like philosophically you know it's a lot easier to be greedy than it is to be altruistic and yeah like it takes a lot more input energy I would guess I would say. Like, if all you're doing is just trying to make sure you are doing a good job, um, that takes less input energy than not only are you doing good, but, like, everyone else around you is doing good. Make sense? Uh, yes and no. Uh, like, on a base level, sure, it makes sense, but then you, like, kind of extend that to... And then there's anxieties about being greedy, which make it terribly more complex and involved than not okay i i i agree with that but i think that the the uh the the mind alteration that occurs within this negative energy space uh would mean doesn't that, yeah. account for like the anxieties yeah, yeah that it, makes sense to me because those are like it, i don't know i guess would be derived like several steps down the line but if it, you're just being fed these like the the negative vibes making the greedy yeah and it doesn't really like matter yeah so i i think that this is really an, an issue of perception rather than an issue of actual excuse me measurable consequences right. where just because it gives you the same amount of intelligence but because it's you know it takes a lot less intelligence to see more intelligence if all you're doing is your own stuff and if you're operating mm. within your own system okay. and then if you're operating in other people's systems you need more intelligence to do the same thing but you're you you know um, okay yeah i can see where you're getting behind yeah i get you there yeah yeah yeah. so that's what i'm gonna say i don't know how it makes you intelligence though i'm 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 intelligent though i am wondering if uh it actually doesn't make you more intelligent but what it just makes you more confident a oh no (laughs) what i was gonna say (laughs) is that maybe because it's such a, a, a purified form of energy that its mass is incredibly dense and it's actually slowing time down uh, as you approach it. So it feels like you're thinking faster, but mm. you're really not. And I understand what you're saying. That's not how time dilation works. <laughs> but shut up. <laughs> I, I knew it. Uh, just very localized time dilation and the person also looks like they're moving very slow oh yeah they're thinking very fast yeah well what if it does this what if it what if it like supercharges your brain so it's um you know your brain is made up of of electrical pathways um Mm -hmm. so maybe when it gets bombarded by a high amount of energy your brain acts kind of like overclocking your brain kind of yeah like your brain acts like a net and and it catches the energy but too full, so not only is your is your brain like now like running with like a lot more energy. There's a lot less like metabolites and things being generated because you're mm-hmm. not you're not burning, you know, uh, uh, NADP or NATP to to create thought. Mm-hmm. 
now you also have this increased amount of energy in your brain that's making your brain denser and therefore time dilating just your brain. <laughs> so your body feels like it's moving a lot faster, but it's just your brain being time dilated. And also is hyper super. I feel like I'm a genius. We don't necessarily need the time dilation aspect if we go with we're just overclocking ah, the brain. Fine, yeah. And it like <laughs> thinks at like twice as many cycles as it normally would. Fine. Because it has more more energy. And, it. and it's obviously it's not producing metabolites, so you don't need to do things like sleep as much. You know, you don't have the other right. other issues that come about from what would come about from an accelerated level of thought. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that makes sense. I like this. How can it? Yeah. How can it materialize objects from thin air? Man, I kept hoping you'd forget about that part because I don't know on that. Um. I mean, I guess maybe it's just whatever, like, those, like, that fundamental good vibes that it's making, like, spontaneously generates things. Yeah, I guess, I, well, I guess here's also the thing. We're not, I mean, it, it just means that, that the, the proto-core is composed of the good energies. It doesn't, maybe that's exactly what it does. Like, it, it, it can instill upon the world its own energy, uh, uh. To, to, to generate objects because it's the like so it has to kind of build them up from their most base principle mm-hmm. and it's just and it's not that it, it, it also has control over the negative energy it's just that when it's set in the positive energy mode the the main form of it is in this positive positive energy mode right i mean that makes sense to me mm-hmm. anyone out there who's a nuclear physicist uh <laughs> should read rethink your uh career yeah. and your degree because we cracked it yeah we did it uh and you didn't <laughs> listen einstein is a chump <laughs> and i know what you're thinking but, you know we appreciate all the groundwork that they laid out for us to to use today when we solved uh uh the good vibes problem the good vibes problem yes classically classically i th- believe it's called the good vibes paradox it was set up by uh by the beach boys uh in their song right. good vibrations <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so i'm um i'm thinking what do you what do you what do you do you want to do free energy or infinite energy or do you want to do a robot or uh i feel like we've done a lot of robots I also feel like infinite energy will be very difficult. What about a what about a machine that makes you not have nightmares? Oh man, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? I want to yeah. I want to send you a, a an anatomical uh, image of what this uh, of how this works. Okay. So here's what I have. Um, that's that's the blueprints. As you can see, it it says uh, n squared pi by cubic. Yep. Uh, and also it has a nexus center, and then for some reason it has this... Uh, nexus sector. Sector, and then also a square root of pi, or maybe that's a nuts pi, uh, n squared. Yep. As a separate part of the brain. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, here's the question. What does any of this mean? <laughs> exactly. That is that, a good question. <laughs> that is what it means. Because we've already kind of decided that, you know, you can super, you can super clock the brain. Um, mm-hmm. 
what I, but i feel like i feel like you could just i feel like you could just have this machine nowadays i mean like they we have electrodes that can affect people's brains from the outside mm-hmm. are we talking about the the nightmare eliminating machine still now yeah, are we not talking about the? Okay. Do you want? Do you want? I'm gonna. Well, no, because you like went on like we established we you can overclock the brain and also this. And I lost track about what we were talking about for a second. Listen, I think I was stuck in the bicubic section of the brain. Yeah, that's the issue. You got to get out of that by. That's I mean that's a classic <laughs> classic Freudian theory. You got to get out of the bicubic section of the brain. It is the majority you of the brain. Send into the nexus sector. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like how the bicubic part of the brain occupies like a good eighty five percent of the brain. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I, I mean, I mean, it's up to you if this is what you want to do. We could also do gooey aliens that take over people's brains. Uh, <laughs> We, I feel like we've done gooey aliens that take over people's brains I mean, before, yeah, too. It's called the years. I feel like this is the most new material for us. Okay. The nightmare machine. Okay. Okay. Well, here we go. I guess there's a couple of, of issues with the nightmare machine. I think they need to be conquered. Um, one thing is, how does it identify... <laughs> the nightmare machines or the nightmares themselves? I, I the nightmare machine. Uh Listen, listen, listen. Once we create the nightmare machine, we will conquer nightmares. Um, so the right. The question is, will it make my sleep paralysis demon go away? Do you think? Well, that's the thing. How does it identify what a nightmare is? Like, is it any time you get mm. excited during a dream? Because that could be a lot of different kinds of dreams. <laughs> yeah, I think like I don't know enough about brain activity during dreaming to know if you can like identify. The difference between nightmares well, and can you identify dreams. nightmares? I spelled identify. Are nightmares real? Okay. Uh, so it's it's all completely based upon um, it's it's completely based upon people saying I had a nightmare. I, I had trouble sleeping because I had a scary dream. Okay, it's, it's but all, like yeah. Are you not seeing that there's research like? correlating like oh yes if there's a certain amount of activity in these places of the brain that correlates to be to likely be a nightmare uh, or is it totally subjective depending on each person what happens to your brain during a nightmare uh it's things like yeah increased responsive to internal sensory signals during dreaming stage uh although that's from sidepost.org so i don't know how great that is gonna be <laughs> uh-huh yeah so it's it's really it's more things like you you feel afraid uh you have like limbic responses you have uh emotional responses to while dreaming it's not like a specific kind of activity okay well can we assume that dexter has figured out a way to quantify these activity to like be able to identify if it's a nightmare or not but because i mean he's a little kid he's got a lot of free time you know <laughs> exactly he is doing something with his life, not like Simon. <laughs> As an adult. Um, okay, so here I just I just came across a kind of a fun a fun little uh, uh, paper. Um, right. That kind of proposes that there's a, a drop in the activity of the frontal lobe during uh, nightmares. So. Your like your more advanced functions aren't being implemented. It's it's just your kind of basest 
uh, uh, <laughs> just fear. Yeah, it's just fear. It's like your lizard brain, but it, obviously mm-hmm. that's an oversimplification. Neurocast <laughs> is not that simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that seems to be that seems to be like the closest thing that people can find. So, so what if what it's doing is just it is bombarding your brain uh, and making your frontal lobe just light up like a Christmas tree. So, like it's just overpowering everything that's going on in the rest of your brain. Mm-hmm. So you're only dreaming about like weird abstract colors and shapes and things. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, like that kind of makes sense. But you did also just have a fun thought. It sounds like I did. You know, why are we trying to like? Why are we trying to dream at all? It just cancels all yeah. dreams, yeah. all nightmares. Yeah. Well, well, it's, that's all about memory. Like, what if it's like? What if it's just like a Twilight anesthetic, and all it does is just inhibit your ability to make memories, and you can't remember your dreams. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, like, this exists currently as technology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's how That's how you make uh, a fancy new world, a fancy new technology. You cut off your ability to remember the fact that you have nightmares. <laughs> right, and that's fine. Yeah. And that's all right. I don't dream, and that's all right. That's, that's Jeff's uh, uh, memoir. <laughs> hey i didn't send you the uh the pre-published uh manuscript yet i know i i i hacked your computer and i've already read it (laughs) not not my special uh only manuscript computer with the password manuscript one two three exactly it's manuscript one two three uh that it's oddly enough, oddly enough, uh, that is Jeff's password for everything, but it just also happens to be the password <laughs> for the manuscript computer. <laughs> right. It's so that he can remember it, is what it is. <laughs> you, use, you, you use it enough and you're like, oh, I know what this is about. Well, I mean, it's so you only need the one sticky note attached to your monitor. Yeah. If it has the password for everything on it. Yeah, because... Because Jeff also on the side uh, pretends that he's a cartoon villain. Uh, <laughs> pretends. <laughs> Jeff is actually a cartoon villain, <laughs> as as is demonstrated by his mustache uh, and lack of hair. Uh, oh man, yeah, you're right. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, don't let don't let the don't let the smiling face fool you. He's uh he's a sociopath. He's he's completely <laughs> real disjointed. nefarious yeah. fella. Yeah, completely disjointed <laughs> from reality. Just kind of does whatever he wants. But he does have a memoir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think this should be a, a daily uh, or an episode. Um, you know what? Let's make it a daily practice of just making fun of you uh, <laughs> and my mustache publicly. That's that's what I think we should start doing. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's what we should do. We should we should just stop producing this podcast and just start producing, you know, like five minute long clips uh, that get released. Dunking on Jeff podcast. <laughs> dunking on Jeff. Yeah, I, I mean people will be like, Who is Jeff? What does he look like? No one has ever seen his face. Uh what are you gonna do? Well, I mean they'll have a pretty good image because that we'll, is we'll slowly build a you. lot of rich material you can use to dunk on. Yeah, we'll have to explain. Every single time we come up with a new thing new thing to dunk on, we'll have to explain what it is. <laughs> Just unpack the dunk. Unpack the dunk. <laughs> that's There you go. That's the that's the episode or the podcast name. 
Yeah, exactly. Unpack the dunk. <laughs> Wait, why do we? Why do we? Why do we not call our <laughs> Space Jam episode "Unpack the Dunk"? Because that is, I mean, come on. It's actually kind of a good name. It is. Listen, we're just gonna sit here in silence for a little while and just hate ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want, listener. <laughs> just, just this is your time now. <laughs> yeah. Come come back in like two to three minutes and the episode will be ending. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, our our we yield our three minutes of rambling outro to you. Yeah. Talk to yourself, talk to the people around you. Um you know, really really explore the space like we do. Uh Maybe come with a few new goops. Realize that your outros are probably funnier than the main episode. <laughs> right. And then, um, you know, just get kind of sad. And, you know, it's that's fine. Yeah. You know, as long as you got that one bit of solid comedy. Yeah. That... People sit through your hour-long garbage to get to the good bit. Yeah, or they just skip right to the end. Uh, they can do that? Well. Oh, beans. I know, that's... that's Don't let them know. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff also lives in a world where scrubbing is not a thing. <laughs> Editing audio is horrible for Jeff. That's true. Uh, was this actually our outro? Is that what we're doing right I now? I was just kind of playing along. Is this it? <laughs> this is Jeff. Uh, guys, uh, is this is this normal? Are we? Is this what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna have that be our outro. Bye, guys. All right. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I guess uh, tell us how good we did on this outro at uh, pedanticandwavium.com and we will revisit the audio to see how bad I goofed. Uh, We're also at Twitter at phandwavium. Uh, We're on the YouTubes. Uh, I think we're just pedanticandwavium still again. Just pedanticandwavium. Uh, I did realize I misspelled the word Jurassic. Uh, it has it's one R and two S's, not mm. two R's. I wonder and two S's. if I did a good job on that. Uh, I don't think you did. I think it also might be misspelled in the. Now that I'm thinking about it, might misspell this in the episode as well. <laughs> good. Uh, we'll just keep it. Can't edit it now. Can't change it yet. It will be. I mean, it's not like it's the first <laughs> spelling error we've made. Our original logo. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, what else? Is that it? Yep. Joe Sapchak, oh. thank you for the theme music. Yep, yep, yep. What else? We're on any podcasting app that you have found us on. Yeah. Congratulations. And you should like and subscribe to us on those podcasting apps so that you can get these new episodes as soon as they come out, like I do. Because I, unlike Jeff, yes. listen to the podcast. Because I enjoy it. <laughs> Several times, apparently. I don't know. I, well, yeah, but I'm from different computers. <laughs> right. So it, well, I mean, I was talking in terms of, like, editing and also listening to it, not, like, padding the downloads. Oh, 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 yeah, I don't, <laughs> pad the downloads? I don't do that. That'd be absurd. <laughs> well, who would do that? Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, potential ethics concerns aside, uh, good night, listener. We love you. We'll see you next time. Oh, I should stop this. <laughs> <laughs>